you're listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast with Elsa Mitchell. Come along with me as I explore all the remote corners of Australia, uncovering success stories from women killing it in business. I'll inspire you, teach you, and best of all, make you laugh by sharing their journey and mine so that we can grow together in life and in business. Mom, have you seen my pants? Mate, get out of here with the podcast. Okay, welcome to episode 17 of the Bossy Bitch podcast. Today I am chatting with uh, a new best friend who I met a couple of weeks ago up in Broome. <laughs> we were both lucky enough to be speaking at the Women in Leadership Forum. And yeah, I just like to make everyone that comes on my podcast my best friend. So. Lucky I'm you. fine with that. You're I'm lucky, Tony. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. So it's Tony Flanagan and her business is Team Social Project. Thanks. Hello, for everybody. Me. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. This is very exciting now that we've got through our microphone situation. <laughs> I know, I know. And, you know, I have a bit of a soft spot for the Broom and Kimberly people. They're a little bit of my favourite and there's lots of them coming up in future episodes. Yes, Yay. exciting. Yes, Kimberly represent. Yeah. <laughs> So, Tony, I would love for you to share your story with our listeners so we can find out a little bit about you. Cool. Well, I was always into marketing and stuff. I did that at uni. Um, And then when I left university, I actually, that was when I started working with social media straight off the bat. In 2008, I was running all the marketing for um, Connections Nightclub in Perth. And so they were very much into their social media. So I got some experience pretty early. And then I went across a variety of industries from, say, hospitality, liquor sales, fitness, performance, and fashion um, before I ended up getting offered a job in 2018 at the radio station here in Broome. So I went back to mainstream media then. Um, And so over the two years that I worked here, I noticed that the common problem amongst regional businesses was how to promote themselves on social media. So I kind of let the market tell me what they needed and that's how I'm here and doing what I'm doing now. So, yeah, quite a little journey but a good that is one. quite a journey yeah. and a fun one yeah. too. Like oh, yeah. nightclub, that would have been a blast. <laughs> uh, I've been so lucky to work with some pretty amazing businesses and brands and stuff over the years that, yeah, I definitely feel pretty blessed for that experience. So, yeah, that's my little story and here I am in Broome with my – cup of tea. So you originally grew up in Perth? I originally grew up, actually, I started my life in Singapore. My dad worked for Qantas. So I lived there till I was eight. And then I lived in where my family is in Sydney. And we used to come to Perth for um, holidays when I was a kid and I just loved it. So I decided to go to uni in Perth. So that was where my Western Australian journey started. And now I just love the sunshine and I keep chasing it because I've gone from Perth to the Kimberley. So I pretty much I've set myself up with summer for life. (laughs) There's nowhere else left now. You can't unless you move. Yeah. And it's funny really starting in Singapore and coming back around to Broome. It's like I grew up in this climate and now here I am living adult life in this climate. So just in Australia now. So, yeah. How long have you been in Broome for? So Broome, I moved here in 2018. So I've had three full years in Broome. And before that, I was in Perth for about 15 years. So 
I've been yeah, wow. Western Australian for quite some time now. Yeah. Well, my favourite question when I'm up in Broome with all the businesses is because it is such a transient town. So yeah. I love saying, well, how long have you been here for? And because, you know, so many people have an accent or they're from international. Yeah. And yeah. some people say, oh, 15 years, 10 years. And I'm like, ooh, does that make you a local now? Yeah. See, I'm still not really a local. They I'm have accepted 20. me into their fold. Yeah, I know. 20, 20 years. years. I was like, Jesus. You're not <laughs> – considered a local until you've been there for 20 years. I think yeah. 15, like 15 is a good effort. Yeah, but you're right. It's a big cross-section of society up here, that's for sure. You get people from all over with crazy stories and then you find people that you have random connections with mm-hmm. throughout the world, not even just in Perth. It's crazy. It's one of those crazy places. It's great. It's super crazy. And yeah. um, <laughs> you seem to have just slotted right in up there. It's like, it feels like you have been there forever. Yeah. Well, I was lucky enough to have worked up here a little bit um, when I was working in liquor sales. I was um, the territory rep that used to come up to the Kimberley. So I got a good feel for what Broome was about and what Broome business owners were like and stuff. So when I got offered that radio job, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go live there for a bit. It's quite a cool little place. Why not? So, yeah. I love Broome. And yeah. so I can totally relate to your business doing running social media, although it is slightly different from mine. But what I really wanted to speak to you about was the obstacles that you face um, as a social media um, manager, coach, um, all of that. Because I do think in a small town and in a rural remote community, there are obviously a lot of different challenges to what us people yeah. in Perth face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think the biggest struggle like for the businesses themselves when I first started speaking to them is they felt like they were getting lost in the noise, that they were getting left behind. Then they didn't know if they really had a place on social media because their audiences were so transient. And I was like, well, that's probably an even bigger reason to mm. have a presence on social media. I think it was for quite some time that they thought that social media was something that the city businesses do and you Mm. don't do that because nobody cares about your regional business. But then I think 2020 really made them realise actually people do really care about your regional business and they saw the benefit of having a presence and just because they are a regional business doesn't mean they can't go for it on social media because that being a common thought throughout this town to me just blew my mind. Yeah. So I was oh like, if anything, people are curious about what it is like to run a business in such a location. So, yeah, I think like aside from the whole overwhelming and getting lost in the noise, they kind of just didn't really understand how they should approach it as a regional business really. So it was um, interesting to move here and see, especially in a place like Broome where it's so tourism driven, I kind mm. of thought that it wouldn't be like that here as it is in other country towns. But that's why we started what we do and we talk to all regional businesses anywhere in regional Australia to let them know, you know, we live in regional area too, we understand what how you feel about social media and so we're here to help you kind of get through that. So, yeah. Because I find the, the businesses that are in tourism I find much easier to work with because they're trying to uh, reach obviously a much broader audience and yeah. I think that audience is a lot easier. But when it's more of a local business yeah. and, you know, some people I've heard say, oh, I don't want to step on the competitor's toes. Or oh, my gosh, be. yeah. Yeah, because that's that small town, you yeah. know, these are one of the issues that come. 
Yeah, and and a lot of the local businesses didn't realise until you start saying it to them, like, they're, oh, well, I can't post that because I'm not a business in tourism. It's like, but you can post that as a local business because that's why people outside your local area follow you to begin with and then talk about the things that you do and all of those kind of stuff. Yeah, but you're right. The tourism businesses are more around it, but they see their market as much wider than mm. the the bubble kind of thing yes yeah but I mean god saying that though there's that many people that live in regional Australia on social media so their local customers are there as well but they can speak to the customers that aren't here yet it was kind of having them understand like this is how you get in front of them before they're here because if they're only coming for five days why Mm. wait till they get to town to find out about you say they find out on the second last day they don't have time like get in front of them before they get here and they're like oh I'm gonna go have coffee there or I'm gonna go you know pedicure done there or whatever they do when they're on holidays so yeah I am a tourist when I go up there and I love saying to people you've got no idea I literally We'll pull out my Instagram and be looking Broom Cafe, Broom Restaurant, Broom Coffee. Yes. And I'll be scrolling through all the accounts, Broom Massage, Broom Day Spa, yes. Broom Tours. Broom. Uh, that's that's my I, – I would do that probably more than Googling because you can yeah. look at all the visual images. You can see what kind of feedback they're getting from their clients. Like yes. that is my trip planning now. And yeah, I'm like, and especially no – User content as well because it gives you a review without having to go to TripAdvisor or anything. So if you look up hashtag Broomtime or hashtag whatever that local areas thing is, you see not only business content but user content and it's so helpful for people when they're coming. You're a classic example of what I'm trying to tell people. I am the the perfect perfect example because that is what I do and I know that's what everyone else does maybe maybe in our age demographic but most people that's how we do and and not even in just rural and remote I often say to people when you're really pissed off at your Facebook and Instagram and you feel like you're busting your ass and no one's interacting always remember if you're doing a really good job in your business and you're absolutely nailing it and your existing clients love you they're going to go and tell their friends about you and their friends are going to look you up on Facebook or Instagram yes you out and they go there and they don't see anything or it's crickets or you haven't posted anything, they're going to go, mm, is it really that good? Yes, like, oh. exactly, exactly. And I call That's it the exactly. benefits of social media. Yes, exactly. I say this to people all the time, like, oh, but I've just spent all this money on my website. Like I don't have time to – I don't have the time or the money to invest into my social media. I'm like, but when most of your customers are actually going there first, yes. if your social media isn't updated, they're not even going to take two seconds to look at your fancy website. They'll well, never know you've got a fancy website because they'll think that you're not operating anymore because that's just how society exactly. works now. And yeah. also, it's not enough just to have a website anymore, unfortunately. No. I know we all want to just have that one thing, but it's not enough. You have to have be across multiple platforms yeah, um, to make and it work. And show who you are because people want to buy from you as the person now, which I think actually that element is a benefit to regional businesses or any small business though because you can sell 
as the person in a much more genuine or mm. authentic way, I think, as a smaller business than if Coke came out and went, oh, this is such and yeah. such. She works in accounts. Like, you know, people are like, yeah, but you're still a corporation and we know that. Yes. But when you're a small business and you have the opportunity to be raw and authentic and organic and connect with your customers, I think like all of that is just further a benefit to regional business. Because I think a reason that people use, especially as locals in these areas, you use certain businesses because you've connected with the business mm-hmm. owner. And if you don't connect with the business owner, you're not going to use that business. And that's like a real life example of how social media works. Like if you have a pleasant experience with someone, you're going to use them when the time comes. So, yeah. One of my favorite. Now the search engine thing. Yes. And one of my favorite stories is I was in Northern uh, doing a social media workshop um, maybe two years ago. Anyway, one of the ladies was like, oh, I own a glass company. We replace glass on windows, yeah. cars. She's like, yeah. And they've owned that business for 30 years. And she said, well, what the hell would I put on Facebook? You know, like no one wants to see yeah. glass. And I was like, okay, well, you've owned your business for a really long time. Are you involved in the community? Do you sponsor the local football team? She's like, oh, yeah, yes, yes. We sponsor the football. We sponsor the cricket and we do this and we do that. Perfect. And I'm like, okay. I was like, well, that is what you post about every Monday. Well done to the team. You know, congrats to Brad, blah, 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 on getting the best player. Like, yes. You know, show that you are involved in the community and that's yes. the values of your business and she's like oh oh so it's not even about the glass like no yeah oh my gosh the glass <laughs> that I think is another was another common thing with businesses up here they're like well apart from this I don't know what I would post about no one wants to see that online and I always say to like my customers like you might find parts of your story so boring. You might find facts about your industry. You're like, oh, but everybody knows that. Everybody does not know that. And no. everybody does not find your story boring. The most plain and simple thing about your life, people find fascinating. The most common piece of knowledge from your industry for people within your industry. Yeah. People find fascinating and they can break that up so much and then they realise, oh, actually, that one boring story I have about my life or that boring fact is actually three pieces of content. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's always the most weirdest random little facts that you just think everyone knows that could be the most interesting thing in the world, you know, even like being a plumber, I'm like, what is the the thing you most commonly extract yeah, yeah, exactly. And then once <laughs> they like, realize that the content's around them, they're like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I could have been doing this the whole time. I'm so, like, yeah. we had our plumber come over and pull a Barbie out of our drain pipe once. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's, that's, a, crap that's a great As story. A plumbing, you can just be sharing funny stuff like that and it, people love it. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah, my friend's a vet and they um, had to be on poop watch for an engagement ring that a dog swallowed once. Oh, no. <laughs> oh gross. Excellent. <laughs> that must happen a lot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that's regional and remote thing. When I am up there running my workshops, I'm like, and people just look at me like stunned. I'm like, you guys live in the most beautiful stunning place on the planet Mm. like your backyard is like you've got content galore and I'm like and none of you use it you're not posting the falls or the 
gorges or the what you know lake argyle and kanana i'm like holy crap like yeah you are so 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 lucky to have this incredible oh, so landscape blessed. i'm like why aren't you using it in your story yes, you have yes. to use it it is amazing. stories and content they just get into their minds that oh but i'm not the business that takes people to the falls or i'm not the business that does this so i can't post it it's like but this is what it's what I said the other week at the forum. But that's the content that helps new people find you because they're actually looking for the tourism shop first, and then they open it, and then they see that, and they go, "Oh, I could have dinner here next time I'm in Broome, or I could have lunch there, I could get my hair done there," and that's it. And it's like you be proud of what your business story is and where it is because that's your point of difference on social media. And even there's so many people up there that are creating products, jewelry, skincare. Um, yeah, you know, all kinds of products, and I'm like, people, especially now after COVID, thank goodness, yes. um, yes. are so support local. They are all overflowing yes. from Australian business. Gosh, 2020, it was a benefit in the end, I think, to small business because it finally made the general people realize that it was people behind the business, not just a logo running things. Like, yeah. uh, so for mm. someone to go, oh wow, that was made in Kununurra by you know, blah 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 that is a selling point because they're going to love supporting that business. Yes, exactly, exactly. Oh, you're speaking my language. This is what I tell people all the time. (laughs) But then it's like I use it for mine. I have my photos taken outside, which is probably not really that normal for people in social media. It's usually that nice, crisp kind of environment. But I take my laptop to Ganthium and sit there and pretend there's no internet access out there, just by the way, people, but it looks great. And, you know, it showcases the area. It's relatable because other people in regional businesses, even if they're not from this region, relate to a regional landscape. And so I use it as much as possible. God, it's a great backdrop for me and my laptop. So... Yeah, you know, and I think um, yeah. sometimes certain rural and regional businesses need someone like you because you do have that experience. Whereas some, I even get stuck sometimes with questions. They're like, "Well, but there's only two of us in town, and we're already so busy." You know, like there's different problems. Yeah. Like in Perth, yeah. no one would ever say that. Like no one would no. ever be like, "I've got no one to compete against," or "I've got one person and yeah. I'm smashing it." Do you know what I mean? But then like, they say that, but then their competition between those two businesses, I can tell you, is fierce. It doesn't <laughs> matter what industry it is. So. <laughs> and well, I'm uh, always like, "Yeah, okay, yeah. we're killing it now." But what happens when there's a downturn? Or yeah. Broome is a t- transient town. What if you want to move to Perth because you want to send your kids to school there, or yeah, and you want to you want to come back to Perth eventually? You want to pick it's about that the bigger picture, and you want yeah. to transport it to Perth or wherever. Yeah, you know you you're gonna wish you had all yes. of that information already. And that's it. the other thing with businesses. I was like, even if they're not coming here right now to use your business, there's people that just have a general interest in your industry and they follow brands and businesses from across your industry. And where if you do move, like you've just said, or if they come here, then they're already around you. So it doesn't matter if you're fully booked because eventually you're going to need to take multiple kings. You're right. Well, that's you're absolutely right. right. Yeah. So just for a little change of pace here, something a little bit more exciting. Yeah. Um, you recently had the broom Mardi Gras, which everyone yes. was absolutely raving about while I was up there. And I was like, damn, yes. I'm one week too yes. late. Yes. 
Yes, it was so good. Oh, the broom Mardi Gras is just, my God. When I moved here in 2018, obviously, because I'd been quite heavily involved in the gay community in Perth for about 10 years, I was involved with Connections. And um, I thought, oh, this would be interesting and fun to go to. And the thing is huge. It was huge three years. Oh, that was four Mardi Gras ago. Yeah, so she's Lucy has been pumping that for about seven years. Oh, my gosh, she, she hears this and I got that wrong. She's going to kill me, but I'm pretty sure it's seven years. <laughs> but she's had Broom Pride going for a bit longer than that as a not-for-profit community organisation. And so it's just every year. So the first year at the Mangrove was 2018, and then every year it just gets bigger and bigger and we need more capacity. And so I started working with her on the 2020 festival. Well, I used to um, have an association with them at the radio station as well. But then because of my prior experience with Connections, that was one of my first um, clients was Broom Pride. Thank you, Lucy. Shout out to you. And we've just been making social media fun ever since. Um, they were the first business we jumped into Reels with. Um, and it's just been, yeah, it's it's like turned into something where I was like, you're going to have to block out a month and get the Shire to build a stadium because it is getting huge. I highly recommend coming. It's just, it's so much fun. I it's so much fun. Like, I had not even heard of it before, but I know when I was up there, everybody spoke about it. I noticed yeah. everybody posting fit pictures on the social yeah. media every business yeah. seemed to have had some some association yeah. yeah so how amazing an event and I think now they're going down to Bustleton the yeah well Bustleton have that a pride and then yeah the regional thing is getting bigger and bigger and I think like Lucy has done such a great job up here in in showcasing how big you can make a regional pride celebration because this one is rivaling the city now it's amazing it yeah. really is and we had a, uh, there was a chartered flight come up from Perth, I think about 350 passengers all just come from Mardi Gras plus the regular flights that came up. You couldn't oh get God. any accommodation, nothing. It was wow. so much fun. There was even a pool party. I was like, we need to put a speedo oh. competition on next year. And, um, yeah, so when that what event happened. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, it's just. Talking to people like Felicity who have been in town for so long, um, she is got involved this year. She made um, a millinery connect collection for it. Oh, no and way. This is Felicity. Saying, yeah. Those hats by Felicity. Yes. Um, I'm so, going to get her on the podcast soon too as well. She's yeah, so Yeah, so she made, she is now Milner to the Queens is her um, new nickname yeah. with the Pride group up here. And, yeah, so she did a um, selection of millinery pieces. I got to be part of the runway show. It was very fun. Um, and that were all about being fun and for Mardi Gras and stuff like that. So she she got involved, but she said, you know, what is so special to her about Broom Mardi Gras being on is back in the day when she was here in wet season, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. People got depressed. The work ran out. The money ran out. They had nothing to look forward to. And now every year at the end of February, start of March, this huge injection of people mm-hmm. that then use all the local businesses, eat at the local places, get coffee, whatever. Do They Im- immerse themselves in the town. It's just breathe this life into Broom right at that part of the wet season where you want something fun to do. And it, quite clearly people want to do it because it sells out like that every year. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah. I'm going to have yeah. to be a little bit crafty with planning my trips next year. Yeah, you definitely will. You have to come, particularly if we get the Speedo competition happening next year. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's definitely something you should do with the yeah, um, yeah, yeah. With the, with the hats by Felicity and Speedos. Yeah, with the a pieces col- and the a Speedos. collaboration. A collaboration. I think Felicity would be down for that. You should ask her when you chat to her. <laughs> I'll, I'll pitch it to her. One of my favorite things I, I spoke about this last week on my uh, podcast episode was how much I love when I come up to the Kimberley. Um, is like the actual authentic and real connections that you make with people. It's so a yeah. lot less smoke and mirrors. Um. Yeah. People <laughs> drop a facade up here kind of thing. They're just, yeah. It's so yeah. real. I, I just make so many good connections and friends and build relationships that I would never make. I think, oof, that's a big call. I don't want to offend anyone in Perth. <laughs> It's but it it's a uh, it's one of those places, especially the ones that are very fiercely local. They're so like fiercely authentic. It forces everyone to be authentic back, and then you form these authentic connections, and you have these friendships that just like are so tight. And there's just such a community vibe. I love. And it. then I think anyone like you that comes in that wants to be part of the vibe, people are like you know welcoming you in oh, with open arms. That's I just how so it works. Welcome. Everyone was so welcoming, but and I, I've come back to Perth thinking, how can I bring some of that back to Perth? Yeah, at what we're doing yeah. in Perth, some of that real genuine. Not let's create a pretty event for Instagram photos. Something you know that's a bit more yeah. and a bit more real Raw and about connection and stuff and supporting each other I think yes. that's why that day worked it was everyone was there was very supportive of each other and everyone's message and anyone's questions and it was just a really nice event we've got that bubbles on on Friday it'll be a shame you can't you know we need to get mm-hmm. you a chartered flight <laughs> that would have been I mean I uh, I joke now when I bump into people in the shops out there, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm practically a local. <laughs> I'm practically a local now. <laughs> I 2022, now. that's when we'll have the chartered flight for you. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll be Mardi Gras, the forum, yeah. and then the drinks yeah. the week after. I'll have to have Fabulous. Yeah, Fabulous. Yeah, down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to share with you one thing. I'm going to ask you in a minute for yep. three social media tips for 2021. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Social media changes every second and it's so ah, overwhelming. Changed in the last seven days as well. Gosh, it's all yes. happening. But yeah. I wanted to tell you something that pisses me off and it's something that came <laughs> to me this morning and I was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to want to talk to Tony about this. It really shits me when people, like businesses, don't follow people back. Oh. So for me, if someone follows me, I go and have a look at their account and if they're a business that I would work with or, you know, they're relevant to my business, I follow them back. If it's completely random, nothing, you know, they live on the other side of the world, it it is nothing to do with my business, I don't follow back. Yeah, shits me people that don't follow back. They just collect the followers. That annoys me a little bit. Yes. Give back to other, even if they are small small business but people that do that they don't realize that just building up that follower account and doing nothing about the other one in turn affects their overall engagement score with the algorithm but if they understood the algorithm they'd know to follow relevant accounts back in the first place I feel um 
Yeah, it just, I don't know. I think people forget that social media, it's its called social media <laughs> for a reason because yeah. we're supposed to be social. And it's like what I said the other week, it's like a real life experience. You wouldn't just be at a party and just let people talk to you and you say nothing back because exactly. you're not really going to get anything right. out of that. But if you if the engagement is a two-way street or got a five-way street, everyone's chatting in a big group conversation. You've just networked and made more friends and that's how people really need to start looking at social media that way. And people getting concerned over their their counts not balancing out. It's like, don't worry about that. That's not a thing. It's about making connections, building your brand, growing your footprint, getting more like and trust factor happening across more users, not just building up this little bank of people that follow you, which half of them probably might not even be real for those bigger accounts. I think Gary Vanderchuck or whatever his name is. Oh, Gary. Oh, my gosh. His gifts absolutely kill me at the moment. The yeah, go on. That he has, I reckon he has ever, I reckon, that's how it's <laughs> very Australian. Um, the best thing I think he has ever said is the best way to win on social media is to be social. Yes. It's really that simple. That's the whole core principle of it all <laughs> is that because really, I mean, think about it, it wasn't originally created for businesses. It was created for college students in America to to connect and network. (laughs) That's why it's called the social network. And so what I think businesses fail to think about sometimes is that you need to do your business in a social way, in a personal kind, in a personable Mm. kind of way, you know, that kind of you need to learn how to work with the platform, Mm -hmm. not make the platform work for you because that's just not how it works. You've got to, it's all about interacting, engaging and forming connections. It does annoy me too. I completely agree. I completely agree. So that's a great segue into your three social media tips 2021. And they'll probably change next week, but that doesn't matter. They'll probably be different (laughs) next week. Yeah, you're right. It's it's just, it's crazy. Especially, I think last year, that was an overload of new features for people. But they have come out and said that they were going to release them over a five-year period and then 2020 happened and they went, oh, crap, they need all of this now. But it was a bit of a feature overload. However, that's a good one onto my first point. So, specifically for Instagram, but in general, short form video, people need to get around it. I will happily admit that I was probably a disgrace to my own industry, that I was a late adopter of jumping around (laughs) short form video on my own page. But since I've actually made a genuine commitment to that, like literally in the last 10 days, the difference is crazy. And the short form you're talking about reels, aren't you? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But putting reels into your Instagram strategy, your reach, I don't know if you like Mm -hmm. looking at the ones, the days you've done reels, you will notice it is just up here. It's crazy. One of mine got like 500 views in eight minutes or something and I was like, what? But you don't have to get on there and dance and jump around. I know I did that, but I am a dance teacher outside of my social media hours. So that kind of works for me. And when I listen to music, I have to move. So I've got to wiggle in my reels, but people don't have to do that. You've got you to find something that's going to work for real. you. Just- yeah. You got to, <laughs> you got to find something that's going to work I for care you. about my followers. <laughs> Uh, but then they want to be entertained. Um, no, but I was saying to someone this morning who was like, I don't want to, I don't think I'd be ready to put my face on there for a while. 
that's fine. You've got to find the style of reel that's going to work for you, that you're going to enjoy doing, that you mm-hmm. will end up churning out better quality content if you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, if you're forcing yourself to dance, it's not going to work for you. But business pages, I can't stress this enough. I've worked with social media for 13 years. I have never seen a feature bring so much traction. So back to Broom Mardi Gras, we did one. There was I was in it. There's four of us in it. We're dancing to pump up the jam at three different locations around Broom and we just cut the videos together so the background changes. It was a dance challenge that we were late to the table on. But within a week, it had over 20,000 views. We posted it on Facebook and on Instagram and across that audience. And we increased the followers on Facebook by 110 people in 24 hours. Yeah, wow. And and Broom Pride generally has pretty engaging content. It's fun. It's a lot of colours, yes. a lot of drag queens, a lot of humour. And it's all we always get a lot of engagement on that page for Lucy. But that one video, 110 followers. Wow, that was amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. 110 followers. So if you're not around Reels yet, get around Reels. There's um, plenty of examples out there for all industries. You can search under hashtags. Just see what people are doing and mm. save videos and use them for inspiration. Yeah, I've, I've been, been saving audio. I've been saving audio. Yeah, so I save audio I like from TikTok because TikTok, that's where the trends start, people. You don't have to post there. You can just look. You can just watch. And there's some fun um, on there too. Oh, my gosh. And there's some amazing air fry recipes as well just as a, as a tangent. Um, but So what I've been doing for Reels is I have been saving audio and then listening to the audio without it being attached to a video, if that makes any yeah. sense. So then it, it gives you that inspiration detached from the original idea. That's just a tip from me anyway. Um, so the second point, and this relates directly to the Facebook change that has started rolling out to Australia and New Zealand, I think, in the last about seven days, um, is that we need to get into the habit of engaging as our business again on Facebook mm. because under the new overhaul, you have access to your own newsfeed as a business, which is how it was back in the day and why they ever took it off. I'll never understand. But when you interact as your business on Facebook, you can now look at a feed that's got all posts for you to interact with. It will suggest other pages and groups Mm. and all of that for you to like. But what I think is one of the coolest things about this is when you comment on other businesses' posts or other pages' posts as your business, if someone is following you and they see that post, your comment will be pushed to the top of the comment thread so they can see that your business interacted with that post. Bang. (laughs) that is that is that is such an increase in visibility that point alone is the reason why I'm telling I've been telling businesses since I found that out you have to dedicate just like people go through Instagram which they should be if you're not um, scrolling through your Instagram feed as your business and genuinely engaging with potential Mm. clients and other accounts in your industry because it helps the algorithm understand and engagement is usually, unless it's the situation we were just talking about before, engagement is usually returned with, yes. with more engagement. I think um, equals engagement. Yeah. So just as people, I feel like people are in the habit now of engaging as their business on Instagram. So now this year with this mm. change to Facebook, the second your Facebook page changes, oh my goodness, you need to get into the habit of 
doing the scroll through your Facebook feed as your business. I think as well, it just helps so much with getting your actual name of your business out there. Yeah. And and with what pages to comment on, think about what your ideal customer, who they're following, who they're engaging Mm. with and stuff like that and engage in those places because that's where potential customers are going to see your name and your business name. So engaging more on Facebook, that is my second point. And then the third one, which covers both platforms, is long captions. I mean, they were very much in in 2020 because it was a way of businesses being able to inform people of what was happening in the different stages of whatever lockdown they were in. as well, isn't it? Exactly. And because it's about brands humanizing and forming the the personal connection as a business owner, this new style of exactly what you said, mini blogging, that's exactly yeah. what it is, has become something that users expect to see. It's no longer acceptable to only post like a three-worded inspiring quote for, per photo, not saying that you can't do that. Occasionally you can. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to content now, it's about filling it with value and it's easier to add value if you're writing a long caption. Um, obviously, you don't just want to waffle on for the sake of waffling on. Have a headache, uh, have a headline, have a headache, have a headline, have a yeah, topic, line, yeah. address the solution or or what, how you can solve a problem and all those kind of things. Have a good call to action at the end, whether yeah. it's just to comment on the post yeah. or to get in touch with you to find out how you can help them more. Um, but yeah, it's easier to add value when it's a long caption. And it also, of course, lengthens the time that the users are spending on your post. Because if you hook them in with the right headline, they're going to click read more, which adds to your engagement yes. score. And then when they read the whole thing, adds to the engagement score. So long captions, more engagement on Facebook, and everybody really does need to take the leap off the reels ledge. I know. Everyone's like, no, don't make me do it. I was always a bit like in two minds about it and and I was just into watching what people were doing. And since actually being in some really, really good rooms listening on Clubhouse about Mm -hmm. the Americans talking about it because they all just have such an insight over there Mm. because everyone in America seems to know someone who works at Instagram or Facebook. How dare they have that insight? But them talking about it and them talking about the power of TikTok and stuff and then really listening to what they were saying and looking at how things were moving. And I noticed some other accounts in Australia that had started and you'd see their content pop up two months after it was posted. Oh, yeah. Where it's at, people. Why are my friends showed me, showed me someone the other day who just, she's just been smashing the reels and she went to like 50,000 followers in like a couple of months. Jump. Is that the girl in? Is that the girl in Sydney? I'm not sure. Is that the one you're talking about? The brown hair, and she dances a lot. I think she's real so. happy. I don't know. Yeah, fifty thousand. Yeah, fifty thousand followers, and also her Jasmine Star yes. took her idea and recreated it. Yeah, right. Like, I'm sorry. Jasmine Starr is like the queen of reels and the queen of dancing on reels. I love watching hers because they're very entertaining, but. She took that girl's idea and she was just discovered through the algorithm. It's exploded. I know exactly who you're talking about. Her reels are great. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, so I don't know her name, so. It's, Sorry, um, her name is Monique and her page is the Socialista. She's from Camden oh, yes, in yes, Sydney. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we've just put But um, <laughs> you don't have to dance, like I said, but I would – 
if you're not using them yet and you haven't come up with ideas of how to use them, like fall down the rabbit hole of reels. It's entertaining. It's a good place to be. And just get some inspiration and think about how you can make that work for you. But don't push yourself to do something you're not going to enjoy. Pull but up definitely. Your knickers and just get on with it. Exactly. And your customers, even if you do make a bit of a fool of yourself, which is what I'm doing generally, but regional customers have that kind of sense of humor. So they all seem to be appreciating it. But um, your customers will be like, yes, like even if it is really awkward because you're being vulnerable and you're being authentic and you're showing up and you're trying to be present, you're keeping up with features and it will benefit your regular content. It just does. Yep. So, so my tips. thank you so much, Tony. And so if anybody would like some help with their social media, they can find Tony at Team Social Project on Instagram yes. or via your website. And well, Facebook, we're also Team Social Project in the URL. Fabulous. As well. So yeah. easy to find. And I'll also pop that in the show notes and i'm sure everyone is going to love this conversation so they will probably subscribe to my channel and give us both a five-star rating saying tony and yes. freaking amazing Yay, best team ever Yay. So, i look forward to hearing the other kimberly interviews that are i coming. know I from all takeover my, all my new outback dan is in your blood now <laughs> The pin down and the ginger yeah. beard's yeah. taken over your soul. I'm down. <laughs> well, you know I am a country girl at heart, so it was easy yes. to cross over. Awesome. Okay, babe. Well, have uh, a great day. Yes, you too. See you soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Bossy Bitch Podcast. I am Elsa Mitchell and you can find me at elsamitchell.com.au or if you'd like to meet my friends, please head on over to Facebook and I invite you to join our free group, Bossy Bitch. Bossy Bitch.